Welcome to Adorama Voice, a voice for creators. I'm your host, Daniel Norton. This week, we're going to talk a little bit about wanting to create, but not really knowing what to do and some solutions there. I also have a nice message from Mark, so let's get to it. We've talked about before the idea of should we put ourselves, as far as our political and social beliefs, out there as creators? Is it our place to try to influence or sway, maybe, uh, are the audience that's following us for one reason with something that is possibly completely unrelated, that is a social or political issue, and let's say they're listening to your music that typically has nothing to do with that, though we talked about that a little bit before. And there's been many things going on the last few weeks, several court decisions here in the U.S., Supreme Court, and you know this is not anything new. There's always a divide. Politically, it seems like it's getting worse and worse. And as artists, we oftentimes want to react to this. You know, there is that, you know, business-wise, should I put something out there idea, but then there's the gut sense, or do we want to create, even if we don't make a statement, do we want to take the feelings that we're feeling one way or the other, joy, fear, anger, whatever it might be, and turn that into art. Is that useful for us? And for many of us, it is. The idea of taking what's going on around us, whether it be uh, real close to us in our our families or friends or something on a a local political level or even country or the worldwide political level, wars and things like that, do we want to create something or will creating something help us to deal with that? And I think, again, for many of us, it does. But what I want to talk about a little bit here is when you don't want to create, when things happen that stop you from wanting to move forward, things that can slow us or change our pace or make us look at something differently. Maybe we start believing that what we're doing isn't important in the scope of things, but art is important. Creating is important. And sometimes it can be important just to help heal or understand or get through something for the artist themselves. Sometimes the things we create can help other people. Sometimes a lot of other people, people close to us, people we don't know, lots and lots of people. That being said, there is a certain burden in a sense that we sometimes feel as artists to create. We look at a situation and we say, wow, Something's going on. I feel strongly about it. What can I do to help make change? What can I do to help improve the situation? What can I do to help people? What can I do? And we look at our art and we think, perhaps I could do something that will inspire or raise money or help in some other way. But then we draw a blank because As artists, we are drawing from ourselves, right? We're drawing from our feelings. We're drawing from the experiences that we have. And sometimes there are things that can happen that, frankly, wipe you out. You want to create. And this is much different than, let's say, a dry spell or writer's block. This is something where you've got something. You want to say something. You just can't manage to say it. If you've ever been very... angry, let's say, and you know, you start stumbling over your words. This is sometimes how we feel as artists. We want to, and this isn't always about being angry, 
but that's just a good example, I think. It could be that you're so filled with joy or so happy or so confused or filled with grief, or it could be anger or reaction. And we don't know, or we can't figure out how our creations, how our art can help. And maybe the added pressure of thinking that we need to create makes even more pressure on us, especially if whatever is happening is affecting us directly. If something happens in our lives, it's very personal. I mean, it can be a national problem, but maybe it's personally happening uh, to you or somebody close to you. Or it could be something that is really just very much close, a loss of a loved one or some major accident where somebody's hurt or possibly things are lost or damaged. Your you know, equipment gets stolen. You, you, you have a car crash. You have to lose work for a bit. Uh, somebody moves, uh, you know, things like this. Any of these things can affect how we as creators operate and we're going to have feelings, right? And I think one great thing about the arts is that, again, we can create and and what's going on around us helps us create. But we want to definitely consider that it's not always necessary. Sometimes we have to step back. This is why I often advocate for not just being so fully immersed. And this is a weird situation because when I was younger, when I was a kid, you know, when I was starting out, I was absolutely, totally, and completely obsessed with being a photographer. Everything I did was about photography. And this was before the digital age. And I mean, the internet existed, but it wasn't like it is now. But so I would be out there with my camera with no film in it, just practicing, you know, my, my settings and stuff, being able to adjust the camera without looking at it, adjusting my flashes, using light meters to test things, shooting Polaroids, constantly, constantly working on my craft, looking at my old work, trying to think of new work to do, scouting locations, making contacts. Everything I did was fully and completely based on photography. And this probably helped me succeed. I, I won't deny that. Uh, being so sure and so full of the energy to create a certain thing certainly is, can help you in business because you don't, you know, don't want to give up or you want to have that drive, especially when you're first starting. Once you start kind of uh, having success, it's easier to just let the wheels keep rolling when you're not fully motivated, but it's harder at the beginning when you haven't got over that first hump and you not, not had anything that you feel like is super successful. So I was super, super obsessed. But that also led to a point in my life where I had some issues where I was feeling very strongly about things and things happened in my life. And I literally put down the camera. I, I thought that I might never shoot again. It was a massive, massive change for me. I didn't find the photography to be the solution. And because it was the only thing I had, I felt like there was no solution. There was nothing for me to do. I couldn't create in other ways. I couldn't do other things because I only had that. And this is why, again, I think I advocate for doing more than just your art, finding things that are connected, finding other outlets, doing things that might lead to the art. It all leads back to the art when we are creators, but finding other ways to express yourself, finding other means to produce finding on the means to kind of let the the emotional things that we go through in life out instead of just simply following one straight hard path. Because if we hit that wall, if we hit that writer's block or we hit that moment where we really want to create, but nothing that we do seems to do the thing that makes us get to the next level, that can be incredibly frustrating. And it can cause you to literally, like me, 
completely stop shooting. One thing that I found helped me was to actually remove the burden. I took a bit of a break and I remember, maybe I'll get deeper into this in another podcast, this isn't strictly what this is about today. I had taken a break. I was actually planning on doing something else. And, and part of the reason why for me, I guess I'll get into it a little bit, is that I felt like I had done all the things, at least on a certain level, that I wanted to do. I remember being really young, like in high school and, you know, the right, what are you going to do with your life or whatever? And there were things I wanted to do. I wanted to travel the world and do photography. I wanted to be on a cover of a magazine. I wanted to shoot for magazines. I wanted to shoot advertising. I wanted to make my living with a camera. I wanted to be a photographer. People would address me as a photographer, right? I didn't have to say I'm a photographer. People would be like, oh, Daniel, the photographer. And I had that. I had done all of that. And I reached a point where it became like, there wasn't anything else like it, it was, you know, more of the same and it was good. Don't get me wrong. And it is good. But it just because I had nothing else to spread out to once I kind of hit the parts where I want to hit. Now, yeah, I could have tried to be on bigger magazines or shot bigger advertising. And clearly there's always there's always a route up. Right. But I had done a lot of the things I wanted to do. And some of them were better than I ever thought they'd be. Some of them were not as good. And, you know, certain things happened in my life where. I was thinking it wasn't all worth it. I do all that. And where am I at? I'm doing something that I enjoy. Yes. I'm making decent money. Yes. But I didn't change the world. I didn't do some of the things I thought I'd be. And I didn't know that I wanted to anymore. I didn't know that I really cared to be this beacon for other people because I couldn't be that for myself anymore. And I stepped away for a while. I literally sold almost all of my gear. Um, I kept a couple things. I think the RC. I kept a few things. I got rid of all my lights. This is, by the way, how I actually got into using hot lights and dado lights, which maybe is also an interesting uh, thing. Um, but that's, again, more on the photography part. But I, I kind of reset myself. I kind of started over. And I remember doing a, a handful of photo shoots, the first handful that got me back into shooting again, where it wasn't a commercial job. It wasn't even my shoot. I was with a friend who wanted to use, I still have my studio because I was using it for other things and he wanted to use it. And I was like, sure. I mean, you know, I have a studio, I'll come hang out, whatever. It was fun. And then at some point, you know, he was photographing this model who I was also talking to and stuff and we were all hanging out. And then she was like, oh, did you want to photo- photograph me as well? And, and he was fine with it. So I was like, oh. and I did, you know, I made some photos and then a similar thing happened again and there was no pressure. I was able to just kind of create something that was in me that I didn't, again, once again, I wasn't, couldn't put it into words, but I knew there was something there. And that thing that was there was so different than what I'd been doing before, but I couldn't get to it from where I was. You know, I'm from, I'm from New England and there's that famous, uh, you can't get there from here. You know, that's my main accent. I feel like that. Uh, I'm not from Maine, but that's my, me trying to do a main accent. Um, you know, sometimes you get to a certain point and you really can't get, I mean, obviously you can, that's kind of the joke, right? But uh, you really can't get directly to the place where you're going. And sometimes we need to just reset. And that's what happened to me. This is somewhat related to why I went really far off a tangent here, but I'm talking about more in the moment. Let's say that you are here now and you feel very strongly about things that are happening in you know, either in the U.S., like what's happening here or possibly in where you are or around the world or somewhere locally, and there is a fire in you to create, but you just can't do it. You, you, you try, you probably put too much pressure on yourself. 
you push, but nothing you are creating feels like you can touch the issue because the issue is so large that no single person, no single piece of work is going to truly make the change, the, the healing, whatever it is that needs to happen. And this is when, and again, this is why this is related. See, I go in a circle. This is when community is so important. I couldn't get where I needed to get photographically by myself in this journey on my own. Sure, I had colleagues. Sure, we were working together. But those people were all also on that same other path, that magazine cover advertising path. And where I needed to get was more on the, we'll call it the art path, just creating for the beauty of creating fine art. You don't have to describe why you're doing it. The art is the purpose. And I needed that. I needed that kind of cleanse, that refresh. To, to, and I couldn't get there by myself. What it took was me stop slamming at this wall that you can't get through and to kind of take four steps back and see what else other people were doing. So if you are a creator and you feel very strongly about something, you see things going on and there's nothing you think that your particular work will do to directly help this thing, instead of thinking like that, think, what can I do to help others that are doing things that can help these things? Step back away from who you are and look at the world, look at the community. How can you be not necessarily the forefront, the star, the one doing it, but maybe support? Because everybody can support other people. And this might involve art and it might not. It might be as simple as doing something completely outside the norm of what you do. You feel strongly about the rise of homeless people. You could work instead of making photos or portraits of, of homeless people in the street because that's what is that really going to do? You said you go to a food bank and you serve food, you know, or you use your own style, your own ideas to create work that raises money that they can be donated to that cause. So sure, your photos of the people that are, are suffering are not going to do really much for the cause, you believe, but your other photos that of clouds, let's say that you're selling landscapes, that that money could go to help these people. So we have to sometimes look around and not feel like, how can we do it? How can our work change it? it could, because sometimes the work you're doing won't change it by itself, but it can be a small piece. We can support those that that have the means to make some larger change with our work or just with us as people. Sometimes it doesn't involve our work at all. It might just be you know, donating your time and stepping away from your work and maybe being immersed in this subject, this problem, this change that needs to happen or is happening, you can find something in you that will then later translate into your art. It won't just be, I'm just going to create something because this is going on and that doesn't really do much, you know, in your mind. I mean, now I, I will say, I'll just step back for a second. If just creating something that nobody ever sees and doesn't actually I'm air quoting here, help the problem helps you, then it's something good. But if that doesn't do it, if you're creating something and you're like, what good is this? What is this doing for anybody? It's making you feel even more trapped, more helpless, more not helpful, right? Uh, then that's not the solution anymore. And we need to sometimes step away and look at it. We need to be more well-rounded. We need to have other things. We need to embrace things around us that can help support our communities, support our 
friends, support people that we care about, people that we may never have met before, but we care about their cause. And then all those things that we're doing will help fire up our art because it is the things that we do. It's the things that we feel. It's the things that we interact with that help us create. So it, in a way, it's a little selfish, right? You're feeding yourself by helping others. And that's okay. I think as artists, we need to experience that. Sitting in a room, looking at a blank canvas or a roll of seamless paper with nothing constructive to create can burn us out, can make us feel like nothing we've ever done or nothing we're doing is worthwhile. And we don't want to fall into that. What we want to do is say, okay, if my work, I shoot fashion photography, there's nothing I can do right now that is going to help make change here with the with the homeless situation, let's say, and stay on that one thing. But perhaps I can help organize something, a, a drive, you know, where people that have a little bit of uh, following, have a little bit of voice, can communicate. And maybe that's some kind of a, a raffle, or maybe you get people that you're involved with that maybe I'm a photographer and I have a bunch of followers, but I also know a bunch of models and actors and everything else also have a following. So we group together to all spread the word. We get even bigger following that's going to make people see this problem and hopefully react in, you know, in a positive way and make change. We can work together as a group. We can work together as a community, as humans, you know, to make change, make positive change. So yeah, I guess that's where I'm going with this kind of roundabout. Uh, I don't know if you call this a rant. Maybe, maybe this is the first rant, but remember that you're not alone. You, you don't have to create alone. The artist, the creator doesn't have to sit in a little room in a tower and create and, and be miserable about it. We can reach out. We can become parts of communities. We can do other things besides the actual physical art that we're creating to make a difference in causes that we feel strongly about. If when we look at our work, we don't think that will do it directly. I would love to know what you think. You can, of course, leave a message on using the Anchor app. There'll be instructions in the show notes. You could send me an email at voice at gmail.com. And let's talk a little bit more about this. Let's talk about using our creativity, our platforms to make change. This is a timely topic, but it's also a timeless topic because art can always be used to make change, to give voice. Adorama supports this podcast. And you can support them by going to Adorama.com to pick up any of your photo, video, audio, or electronic needs. You can also check out Adorama.com slash create no matter what for a whole bunch of contests where you can win a, a lot of cool gear. Okay, I have a nice email here from Mark who had kind of triggered the idea of talking about the social media a couple weeks back. So they, he thanks me. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's pretty long. But there's a few kind of key points here that I want to read. Based on one of your recent shows about for free or exposure. I did ask a friend about helping out with some images for their work at a homeless shelter. They love the idea. Don't know if it will eventuate. However, just to let you know, your ideas filter through other areas and have impact. Risk reward. Keep saying it. I've been involved in the higher education sector and have taught opportunity cost. Similar but different. You're giving up other opportunities to do the things that you choose to actually undertake, implement. Slightly different. I've been listening to a couple other podcasts. They're quite different from yours and I find them okay. Between yours plus a few bits from other inputs, I have a couple of thoughts that might be worth discussing on future podcasts. 
then this next part is kind of long. And if I decide to do this as a podcast, I will read the whole thing. But uh, it talks about style and what it is. It talks about intent and skill and vision and how these things all kind of mix together to create our style. I think that it is a combination of things. I think a style comes from within you and it's certainly a long topic to talk about. People often relate style to things like, well, they use a certain kind of lens or they shoot with a certain, well, used to be shoot with a certain kind of film or they use a certain camera or post-processing these days or but that's not really your style. If you and when you develop a true style, we'll say, you it's a combination of all the different things that you do, what you choose to photograph, how you choose to photograph it, your lighting, your composition. And I say that even if you're not using professional lighting, it's still what you choose, how you choose to use light, how you choose to compose the subjects you choose to interact with, how you capture them. All has to do with your style. It all has to do with, and of course, how you display this image is what medium you use. You know, the, the, one of the things that we used to get told in college, when I went to art school, they were like, you know, the medium is not necessarily the message, but it can be. And sometimes it makes a difference if you are using a certain medium or not, you know, using something that's going to fade away, using something that's, you want to use a meme to, to show your, your, this is going to break into a longer discussion. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll hold on to that for a little bit. Thanks Mark for writing in. I'm glad that my words are reaching people and that they're connecting with them. That's what I look for when I'm looking for a creator to listen to. So podcasts I listen to, I want them to get my mind going. Not necessarily tell me what to do, but to get me thinking about what I am doing and how it might be great or it might be something I can improve on. So if anybody else wants to write in with any ideas or any thoughts on this, feel free. Or of course, you can leave a message. Ratings and reviews are some of the best ways to get a small podcast like this in front of more people. So if you haven't yet, jump on your podcatcher and give us a rating five stars, and also a review. If you leave a review here, I will read one a week. Thanks for listening. I would love to hear your voice on the show. If you have something to say, go ahead and leave me a message using the Anchor app. There is a link in the show notes. You can leave a message up to one minute there, or you could record a voice message and email it to me, adoramavoice at gmail.com, or that same email address can be used just to send me an email. Just let me know to read it on the air, and I will. I'll talk to you soon.